Welcome to A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk, with Rev. Jennifer Hadley. Get ready to focus on your intent to be the love, be the peace, through practical application. Here is your host, Rev. Jennifer Hadley. Bonjour! <laughs> Bonjour! Ah, oh, I feel blessed and grateful that we get to join together today. Hmm. Our topic today is intuition or ego. And it's a good one. It's one I get a lot of questions about. So let's dive in here. Oh, I place my hand on my heart and I am grateful and thankful for divine love, divine insight, pure wisdom. So grateful and so thankful that we are joining together for the infinite intelligence to activate here and now in this very moment. We're opening our insight, our intuition to the perfect love of God shining in our awareness and we are grateful and thankful that we can and do share the benefits of our healing with everyone because we're one with them. In gratitude, we allow our healing, our expansion, our awakening awareness to simply be. We let it be. And so it is. Amen. 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 Yes. Mm. Mm-hmm. So intuition, divine guidance, inspiration. Uh, the word intuition is not actually in any of the texts of A Course in Miracles that I'm aware of. Uh, but there is reference to vision. And I'm going to start here with Lesson 35. I love this. And Lesson 35 is, My mind is part of God's. I am very holy. And in there it says, Today's idea does not describe the way you see yourself now. It does, however, describe what vision will show you. So what intuition, what insight will show you, what opening to the divine knowing will show you. It says, it is difficult for anyone who thinks he is in this world to believe this of himself. Yet the reason he thinks he is in this world is because he does not believe it. You will believe that you are part of where you think you are. That is because you surround yourself with the environment you want. And you want it to protect the image of yourself that you have made. The image is part of the environment. What you see while you believe you are in it is seen through the eyes of the image. This is not vision. Vision, excuse me, images cannot see. So let's unpack this, as they say. Our experience in this human realm is one that is a fabrication. It's a projection. And we project the environment, we project our personality, we project our body. They're all part of this holographic universe of projections of the mind. Which doesn't mean that they're worthless or invaluable. They're very valuable for us in exploring the infinite capacity of divine mind and the capacity to project and to experience what we project. So it's an extremely valuable journey or we wouldn't be on it. So it's A Course of Miracles will say it's meaningless but that's because only that which is real, eternal, everlasting, and infinite has meaning as defined by the Course. So that's why instead of saying it's meaningful, I'll say it's valuable. Very valuable experience here. And uh, as A Course in Miracles says, we forgot to laugh at the tiny mad idea. The tiny mad idea 
that we're separate, that we're not good enough, or that someone else is not good enough, that there's something wrong with us, or that there's something wrong with someone else. So the whole tiny mad idea that we forgot to laugh at is that there's better than and less than. And in a universe where all is one, it doesn't even make sense that there's better than or less than. It's simply, I prefer this to that, which doesn't mean it's better. Because one person prefers, uh, like my, my nephew loves candy. I don't love candy. Sometimes I like a little bit of candy, but I don't love candy. No, no, no. I, I'd much rather enjoy other kinds of treats than candy. And I, I don't have a very strong sweet tooth, so I prefer things that are savory, salty, uh, even bitter. Actually, I prefer bitter tastes to sweet tastes. So there you go. <laughs> uh, so we have different preferences, different predilections. And it's so valuable for us to understand that this is the case. Uh, rather than thinking good or bad, right or wrong. So when we are identified with a projection, with an illusion, with a hologram, then we are going to really look at life through that projection, or as it says here, the eyes of the image. What you see while you believe you are in it is seen through the eyes of the image. So that's why A Course in Miracles tells us all the time that we don't really see what's there. We see our interpretation of what we think is there. Think of that. Our interpretation of what we think is there. So everything in this world is symbolic. And then we have a perception of it. And then we are looking at it through that lens of our perception, our preferences, our history. So that's why A Course in Miracles tells us all we see is the past. So intuition or ego. When we are looking at things through that lens of the past, we're influenced by our decisions in the past. We're influenced by our perceptions of the past. And so what you can think of is that the ego, it, it has uh, different aspects to it, right? Sometimes, I know I've heard many, many spiritual students, including myself, talk about this, that you feel like there is... Uh, not only that you have a split personality, that you have your higher self and the ego self, the lower self, but not only that, but the ego seems to have its own set of personalities, right? So the, the ego personality self will have the person who is um, very helpful, very kind, uh, but is doing so in order to get things. Uh, it's a bit manipulative. Uh, it has a sense of lack and so sees lots of lack. And another aspect of the personality could be um, feeling very threatened uh, because so unworthy, trying to compensate for that unworthiness by being extra kind, extra giving, extra generous, um, and, uh, or at other times, maybe isolating, avoiding, feeling so overwhelmed, just avoiding, um, kind of capsizing the boat of, 
beingness into uh, retreat, into self-sabotage and self-medication. So it can seem that we have all these different personalities. And so the, you know, it, it might be that the aspect of the personality that retreats when threatened uh, will uh, retreat into self-destructive behavior and then may evolve to retreat into self-nurturing behavior, go from uh, being watching television all day long and avoiding human contact to working in the garden all day long and playing with their pets, you know. So uh, we have these different aspects of personality, it seems, and we get fully identified with them in the moment when we're experiencing them. We ping pong around, right? But none of that is intuition. Intuition is really when we see ourselves as our higher self. And projected into this world, yes. For what purpose? Well, of Course in Miracles has a beautiful prayer on page 28 that many of us have learned. It's the I'm here only to be truly helpful prayer. And I, I, I find that that is uh, such a beautiful prayer to, to learn and to memorize. And uh, it's, for those of you who have a version, it's not on chapter uh, 28. Uh, I mean, paragraph, tw- <laughs> page 28. You can find it. It's the last paragraph in chapter 2, section 5. And uh, that whole paragraph reads like this. You can do much on behalf of your own healing and that of others if, in a situation calling for help, you think of it this way. And now I call this next part the purpose prayer. This is our purpose. It says, I am here only to be truly helpful. I am here to represent him who sent me. I do not have to... Do not have to worry about what to say or what to do because he who sent me will direct me. I'm content to be wherever he wishes, knowing he goes there with me. I will be healed as I let him teach me to heal. So the him is God, the Holy Father here. And I'm here only to be truly helpful. I'm here to represent the creator, God, the infinite, who sent me, sent me to be truly helpful. We have been sent to be truly helpful. That's why in this world, true joy comes from being truly helpful. Because that's why we have been experiencing this projection. Later, at the end, very, very end, last paragraph of chapter 4, it says, God is praised whenever any mind learns to be wholly helpful. Holy with a W. This is impossible without being wholly harmless, completely harmless, because the two beliefs must coexist. In order to be wholly helpful, must be wholly harmless. So in other, in other words, to be truly helpful and live our purpose, we must do no harm. The truly helpful are invulnerable. So consider this. I know where, I know that spirit's leading us back to the ego and intuition conversation. I'm going where spirit's taking me. So we'll see. We're, we're on the, Mr. Toad's wild ride, <laughs> the Holy Spirit's wild ride. The truly helpful are invulnerable because they are not protecting their egos and so nothing can hurt them. That's how we get there. 
The truly helpful are invulnerable because they are not protecting their egos, so nothing can hurt them. So consider this for a moment. I'm going to invite you to turn within here. How much of your precious life energy, the energy that you have to live your life, the energy that you have for your relationships, the energy that you have for your creativity, which is so important, and creativity can be expressed all day, every day, in everything you do. How much of your precious life energy that you have for keeping your body healthy and harmonious, the energy that you have to be prosperous, to uh, have all the prosperous functioning of your whole systems, all your body system, mind-body systems, And the energy that you have to be happy, to express yourself brilliantly and beautifully. How much of your life force energy is invested on a daily basis in trying to protect yourself, in trying to prevent loss or problems, in trying to feel safe? and secure, or in just worrying about safety and security, worrying about the future. If you would be willing to believe what the Course is telling us, that the truly helpful are invulnerable, Because they are not protecting their egos, and so nothing can hurt them. So remember in the truly helpful purpose prayer, I am here to represent him who sent me. I do not have to worry about what to say or what to do, because he who sent me will direct me. This is true surrender of the, and what do you have to surrender Right? So when, when I know uh, many times over the years I've suggested to a counseling client or a student in class with me, how would you feel about working with the a- affirmation, thy will, not mine? And people are like, oh, oh, no, I, I could never do that. No, 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 no. And that's fine. That's fine. That's their choice. No judgment. Everybody's learning how they're choosing to learn. And it's just, it's not better or worse to learn this way or that way. To learn through pain and suffering versus to learn through joy and being the happy learner. One is not better than the other. It's just quicker. That's all. Instead of going through the long circuitous route up the mountain, down the hill, uh, through the woods, you know, where all the prickers and brambles and the high raging waters and the steep, steep climbing and the, all the incredible heat of the desert and the incredible cold of the mountains. Instead of going on that journey, you can go on a journey like, um, uh, being driven through a, a magical a Hawaii type environment. So, you know, it's uh, with massages and delicious fresh fruit and uh, soft breezes. And, you know, Hawaii is a paradise in many ways, but Hawaii's having tough times right now. God bless them and bless everyone who is experiencing extreme weather conditions, extreme earth conditions conditions. I'm not going to go off on that right now, but being harmonious in our mind is being truly helpful and it does affect the weather. In the very same way that let's say you're living with your family and you've got eight people living in one house and If you are stormy weather, you're a hurricane, you're a tornado, you're a fire, that's not weather, but uh, you're um, a flood, 
right? A flood of tears, fiery anger, uh, attack thoughts, that stormy kind of uh, mind. It's going to impact everybody in the house. For sure it is. And it's going to make things less pleasant for them. They're going to be looking at how can they help you? How can they avoid you? How can they support you? How can they get away from you? And so it's the same thing with the weather. When many, many, many people are in turmoil, the weather becomes intense. All thoughts produce form at some level. There are no exceptions to this. None. So we can't have stormy, raging, fiery, windy thoughts, floods of emotion, and not think it's going to uh, affect the... I mean, it's going to affect the weather. It has to. All thoughts produce form at some level. So the, the weather is a reflection of our thoughts and feelings. Notice that generally uh, the Hawaiian people, not the tourists and not the, the people that have come from the mainland and settled there, but the Hawaiians left to themselves were generally very, very peaceful, very, very harmonious. And, uh, yes, storms would arise in the ocean and whatnot. And there are the volcanoes, yes. But um, generally, things are extremely, the weather's the same almost all the time. Having lived there, I know that this is true. So, I'm here only to be truly helpful. I'm here to represent God who sent me. I do not have to worry about what to say or what to do. Because he who sent me will direct me. That's talking about intuition. It's not ego. So the question then becomes, how do we be truly helpful? Because being truly helpful is the only way to true happiness. And invulnerability. Right? Because we're not protecting our egos when we're truly helpful, nothing can hurt us. And I can say from my own personal experience that this is true. This is absolutely true. The more I focus on being truly helpful, following my intuition, going where I'm led to go, doing what I'm led to do, saying what I'm led to do, and not having my ego involved, I'm lifted and carried through all kinds of things. I have so many different examples, so many different examples, and I'll share some of them, and we'll talk more deeply about this. But this was the foundation, Spirit Wandelay, and so that's what what uh, came through so far. <laughs> I love it. You know, we can live a life of invulnerability, and it's magnificent. I highly recommend it. Yes, indeed. And I know that forgiveness is the best way for us to get to our strong intuition. All the unforgiveness blocks our ability to clearly hear, to clearly feel, see, and know what's really going on. And so the invitation to us all is to become really focused on forgiveness. That that's our spiritual practice. That's what we're doing day in and day out. And the best way I know to focus on forgiveness is to focus on non-judgment. No more judgments, no more opinions, no more criticizing, no more blaming, no more attacking. And it's learning to take responsibility, which is a new way of living. And it's, oh, it's so rewarding. 
But it is super challenging to the ego, super challenging. And that's why I offer my Finding Freedom from Fear Boot Camp and why I offer my Masterful Living course, my year-long course, so we can do this work together because it is very confrontive, very challenging. But when we do it together, it's so much easier and it's actually incredibly joyful. I, I wish I could share with you the just extraordinary joy that people have in class when they finally let go of long-held resentments and regrets and they feel the doors open in their heart and in their mind. So we'll talk more about this. I've got a break here. I'm Jennifer Hadley and you're listening to A Course in Miracles on Unity Online Radio where we are living the love we're walking the talk, and I will be right back. Thank you for tuning in for A Course in Miracles. Living the love, walking the talk. Welcome back. I'm Jennifer Hadley, and we're talking about A Course of Miracles. We're talking about intuition or ego and recognizing the ego's influence on our decisions and our choices. So the ego's communications are always fear-based. So they have that vibration of fear, a sense of pain and suffering and urgency and difficulty. There's no sense of safety in there, right? There's, uh, with the ego, it's, you better do this or you're going to get in trouble. If you don't do that, you're a loser, Oh my God, why would you ever do that? These are the kinds of ego-based thoughts. And the intuition is that still, small, sweet voice that is offering insight, suggestions, opportunities, information, clarity, all day, every minute. Constantly, never stops, live streaming all the time. And here's the thing, okay? When we're focused on intentions that are not being truly helpful, Intentions such as, uh, oh, I got to get ahead of that guy. He's going to get my stuff if I don't get ahead of him. Oh my God, there won't be enough for me if that guy gets ahead of me. When we're thinking thoughts like, oh, oh my God, she never listens. She never cares. She's always that. She's always this. Oh my God. So on our intentions are just to survive, to uh, get ahead of others, to look out for ourselves. I had an experience on a plane recently. I I may have shared it in the radio show uh, that I was going somewhere and I was uh, putting my bag in the compartment above the luggage compartment above the seats. And so I had moved things around up there and cleared a space for me to put my bag in above right where I was sitting. And just as so I cleared the space, I reached down to my seat to pick up my bag. And as I was picking it up, this man from uh, ahead of me on the other side of the aisle uh, threw his bag in there 
just as I was just about to put mine in. He quickly put his bag in before mine. And I said, oh, I just cleared that space to put my bag in there. And he said, he literally said to me, too bad it's every man for himself. This was a man who was definitely 20 years younger than me. And I was shocked. I wasn't really upset. I was just surprised. My ego had a reaction. There was a, a, a beautiful young woman standing right there next to him. And I just said, I hope you're not with him. And, and, and I, I really felt because it was like no woman with a man wants to see her man treat a woman badly. At least I don't think so. Or anyone badly. It's like, whoa, that's rough. That's rough when you see your partner treating someone who isn't as big and strong, pushing them out of the way. That is rough. So, um, and I, I, I have to say, I, I, I don't know if I wish I hadn't said it. It just came flew, flying out of my mouth. And so maybe that was spirit's voice. I don't need to judge it or evaluate it. It's what happened. But it was astounding to me that here's this big, young, strong man, about 30 years old. And he literally just, he intentionally was looking to get there before me. I don't know if he saw me clear that space or not, but, and I find that generally, uh, I mean, almost, uh, it's so rare for anyone, much less a man, to treat me that way. So uh, it's not a common occurrence for me. But you see, his ego was saying, I have to get mine, there's not enough. But then here's what happens. When we operate from that vibration, that lower animalistic vibration of lack, attack, limitation, separation, it's all there in that experience and what he said to me. And maybe this, being able to talk about this now is precisely why it happened. Because there was a, the, the, the man behind me, he said, oh, you can put your bag over here. So, and he helped me put the bag over there and that was fine. It was no big deal. It was no, like, you know, it was absolutely, it was solved in seconds. Um, what happens is when we're operating from that doggy dog vibration, what are we going to see? in our world what are we going to recognize in our world like attracts like because like can only see like right so if we go back to lesson 135 we are going to see in here what what uh, i was led to earlier so where it says in lesson 35, I think I might have just said 135, lesson 35, uh, you will believe that you are part of where you think you are. That is because you surround yourself with the environment you want. And you want it to protect the image of yourself that you have made. The image is part of this environment. What you see while you believe you are in it is seen through the eyes of the image. This is not vision. Images cannot see. So the, this beautiful young man was seeing lack, attack, limitation, and separation, dog-eat-dog mentality. Um, that was the environment that his ego was creating. And seeing. So that's where he was vibrating at. So it's not that he's being punished, let's say. We're not being punished when we're low vibrational. So when we treat people the way that young man treated me, what's going to happen is 
we're vibrating at that energetic. We're going to experience more of it. And then we're going to keep perpetuating it. Because we think that's how life is. Because he really did say something to me like, every man for himself. Of course, I'm not a man, but anyway, he he said that to me. That was his belief system. So because that's his belief system, and that's the vibration that he's operating from, he's going to attract other people who have the same belief system and will treat him accordingly. And so he's going to keep experiencing more of that and more of that and more of that unless he listens to his intuition. So the intuition is a still small voice. But when our vibration is a higher vibration, more in alignment with the, where that voice is coming from, then when we're operating in alignment with our higher self, operating to be truly helpful, not from the ego, when we're operating from extending love and compassion rather than lack and limitation and needing to get something, every man for himself, when we're operating from that higher vibration, We're operating from prosperity, from abundance. And we attract abundance and prosperity opportunities. And we can more clearly hear the still small voice guiding us to this opportunity and that opportunity. And I see this all the time. So... Last week, I had this experience with the dishwasher. The dishwasher in our family house in Maine was broken. And uh, the dishwasher repair guy who's been taking care of our appliances for a very long time, he said, "I, I tried to order a replacement part. They don't make it anymore. There's no substitute being offered. You're going to have to buy a new dishwasher. So I I was like, okay, so I'll start shopping for a dishwasher. My intuition said, no, Google, look for it. Look for the part. That's not something I would normally do. But it was very clear, very quiet, just do this. So I did. And it was a very circuitous route, but I did find the part, uh, a substitute, And then, miraculously, the dishwasher guy, it took me a a long time to get a hold of him, but finally I did. He said, I'm in your neighborhood. I'm two minutes away. Let me come over and see what you found. And he was like, oh, my God, why didn't they tell me they had this? Yes, we can definitely get that. I can get that and fix the dishwasher on Thursday before your tenants come. Awesome. Done deal. Saved $1,000 on a new dishwasher. Plus, I was talking with him about the new dishwasher. He was recommending, I asked him about this one. And he said, oh, yes, I have that. It's great. Uh, I highly recommend it. We use it at home. My colleague has two of them in her B&B that she runs. They work great. And I said, should, and I should get the four-year warranty if we decide to go with a new dishwasher. Uh, he said, no, you don't need that. There, that, that, that machine's not going to break down in four years, five years for the extended warranty. You, you just, that's, don't spend that money. You won't need it. So uh, right there, that was a $200 uh, extended warranty thing. So... God is so good because when we vibrate at a higher level, that level of love, compassion, kindness, generosity, willingness, helpfulness, when we're focused on being truly helpful, not in order to get anything, but to be our father's son, language I never would have used 20 years ago 
I couldn't even say the word God. I would kind of spit it out of my mouth, God. <laughs> I'd be most likely to say God when I would say, oh my God, <laughs> rather than referring to the creator. So, um, uh, but now I can even, uh, although I certainly don't think of God as a father any more than a mother, mother, father, God, infinite creator, I sometimes say. So, but we are the offspring, the emanations of our creator. And so our happiness can only come from being like our creator. Generous, always kind, always helpful, never withholding. So that's where our work is. And that's how we find our way to invulnerability. No protection is needed when we're loving. Love is our protector because the low vibrations of the attackers are not going to come near our dwelling place. They might sniff at the door, but they're not going to come inside. Unless there's some way for us to be truly helpful to them. And I, my mind immediately goes to the brave, brave people who sat did the lunch counter sit-ins in Memphis, Tennessee and, and places like that where they would sit there and people would spit on them. Uh, they would put their ashes from their cigarettes uh, on them. Uh, they would jostle them and poke them and say horrible things to them to try and uh, repulse them so that they would give up their seats at the lunch counter because... Uh, colored people were not allowed there. And they were saying, yes, we are. Under the civil rights and the laws of this country, we are allowed. Makes me cry to think of it. Courageous people truly helpful to all of us. So think of that. Think of that situation. People yelling at them, screaming at them, throwing things at them, spitting on them. An ego storm raging at them. But they have been trained to practice nonviolence in the midst of the storm of violence from the ego. Jim Lawson, Reverend Jim Lawson, was uh, Martin Luther King Jr.'s mentor in nonviolence practices, and he trained those people who sat at those lunch counters. And he trained me, too. I'm very blessed to be able to be in class with him for a number of years when I lived in Los Angeles. So we learn to follow the still small voice. When I was doing that work with Jim Lawson and I was going to peace demonstrations of many different types, marches and just demonstrations and things like that, I noticed that so many of the people who were involved in those programs, those uh, offerings of marches and sit-ins and different kinds of things, Many of them were not internally peaceful. And I, uh, it was so clear that their attraction to the work, the peace work, was because they wished to truly feel and see and know and experience that peace in their heart and bring more of it into the world. So the training for them of the nonviolence and the peacefulness was very helpful to them. And uh, I'm studying Kundalini Yoga to teach it. I've been very strongly guided to this. And uh, I've been taking yoga on and off 
for since the 90s and uh, I used to take yoga five times a week and I really love the practice of yoga particularly I love the practice of kundalini yoga which is very much a spiritual practice somebody in class recently said to me isn't it about sexual energy it's not it's about pure spiritual energy kundalini energy is uh, the major proponent of it uh, the teacher from india who uh, brought it to us here in the united states yogi bhajan he wrote and said and taught that kundalini is christ energy and it when it rises from that root chakra up through all of our chakras cleansing them uh, and opening the top chakras opening up all the chakras clearing 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 so we can live in that christ energy and be truly helpful so the practices of yoga are to move the energy of that christ light through our chakras and it's very much about working at the level of the mind hugely i just did a six-day intensive teacher training on mind and meditation and it is very rigorous on the body at times it is extremely challenging to the body and when it's challenging to the body, it's challenging to the mind. Now, the classes I would like to offer to people will not be that challenging to the body. But they will be challenging to the mind. So that we can look at our attachments and strengthen our mind. So we can hear that clear, small voice. That still, small voice. So when we're in the lower vibrational thoughts and feelings of lack, attack, limitation, and separation, unforgiveness. We're still going to be receiving the exact same amount of inspiration and intuition as everybody else all the time, live streaming all the time. We just won't recognize it. It'll be there, but we just won't recognize it. So we lift our vibration up with love, with being truly helpful, with extending compassion, with being grateful. And then we can get that clear guidance like I did Google for the part online. It was a crazy kind of a little circuitous route that Spirit took me on to finally have my appliance guy actually is the one that found the part but if i hadn't done what i had done he wouldn't have found it because he went to the manufacturer and they said we don't have it and they didn't tell him there was a replacement but i got on the chat with the company and the chat guy told me there was a replacement so it's crazy and, you know, it's things like this. The sink in the bathroom, as I was leaving the house, I noticed, oh, yeah, this sink is not draining properly. So I tried lots of boiling water because I thought, oh, maybe it's caked in toothpaste and stuff like that in here, soap and toothpaste. And um, But that didn't clear it out very much. So I thought, oh, okay, there's a lot of hair in here. And I thought, what am I going to do? And my nephew had left a toothbrush in the bathroom, which I thought, oh, I'll put it in a plastic bag and bring it to him. But then Spirit said, take that toothbrush, stick it down there, and pull out that hair. And I thought, oh, that's genius. I would not have thought of that. It was not my thought. It was a still, small voice. That's why your nephew left the toothbrush. And that's why that's the only thing in this room right now on the sink is that toothbrush. Grab that toothbrush. Stick it down there. And I did. It worked brilliantly. I pulled out all that hair. 
And I didn't mind sacrificing a, you know, a $2 toothbrush to do it. But a bing, but a boom, ka-ching. No plumber need it. No chemicals need it. No real effort needed. So simple. Unbelievable. Spirit is always working for us. So to hear the high vibrational thoughts clearly, they're always there. But if you want to hear them and recognize them, you need to be of a like vibration. The ego is always going to have a snarky, fear-based voice. And spirit is always going to have that light, shining voice. Yes, this is true. And I'm grateful to be able to discern the difference. And it is our unforgiveness that blocks the way. And that's why I'm so focused on sharing tips and tools for forgiveness. And that's why that's the majority of the work that we do in my classes. I invite you to come and do the work with me. I'm going to keep doing it so you can come whenever you like. (laughs) If you'd like to come and really do some deep, profound healing very quickly, come to my Forgive and Be Free retreat. I've seen people come who were on the verge of divorce. I've, and then, no, it doesn't happen. I've seen people come who haven't talked to people in years. Miraculously, that relationship shifts and heals. All kinds of healing is possible. And if you like, stay for the Spiritual Counseling Training Intensive. These events are in October. Come join me. Come do the intensive work with me. It's amazing how much we can accomplish. So let's take that breath of love and gratitude. I'm so grateful for everyone who supports this radio show. Your donations make a difference. In gratitude, we share the benefits with everyone because we're one with them. In gratitude, we accept our healing. We let it be. We know it's done. And so it is. Amen. 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 Have a great rest of your week. I love you.